This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. What happened? Perhaps you should ask your new friend. After all, it was her monster that attacked Marion. Well, to be fair, we did provoke the beast. But this isn't my magic. Someone else did this. The only way to cure a freezing spell is an act of true love. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And this is a problem that can be solved with a little bit of ice cream. We also <laughs> talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? <laughs> it's spectacular now that that was the opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had a couple little technical issues with the video setup going and the, into the it. And the reading setup. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It, it happens. happens. It, it happens. You, uh, you know what? Right here at the top, we should probably mention, if you have been checking us out live, uh, Monday nights generally we record around 8.30. Around 8.30, yes. But uh, next week, uh, because Amory is going to be out of town on business, uh, we're go- right, going to be going uh, Tuesday night at 8.30. And instead of Anne-Marie, uh, Hope, if you guys know Hope, uh, will be joining us as the second host. And Bobby Hawk will be the guest. So oh, cool. I didn't know Bobby was on. It, it'll be one other Anne-Marie short of an <laughs> all-star, all-star uh, listeners' uh, greetings from Storybrooke cast. Seriously? Actually, you know what? We do have other Anne Marie here. We do here. have other Anne Marie. Anne Marie Davlar, our guest tonight. How are you doing? Yay! I am doing great. Happy Thanksgiving from the Great White North. Yes. Oh, yes. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to our Canadian friends. If people don't remember from last year, the several times you guessed it, uh, you are from Canada. Uh, we forgive you. Really? <laughs> What's wrong with the Canadians? No, actually, I'm from the Netherlands, but I forgive you. Oh. Uh, I, I knew that, too. I knew that. You live in Canada. Uh, but yeah, it's Canadian Thanksgiving, so uh, thank you for uh, taking time from your. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys do dinner, or do you just like yeah, yeah, yeah. into a tree and uh, just uh, <laughs> chug some maple syrup out of there? No, no, no. We we have the dinner, but I had it yesterday with friends, so okay. we're all good. Uh Friendsgiving. Excellent. Friendsgiving. Yep. Uh, well, nice. thank you very much for joining us. And uh, just to let everyone know, if you if you want to join us as a guest, uh, you can sign up at bit.ly/beyondgreetings. Okay, so I guess we should go ahead and get into this week's episode. Amory, why don't you take it first? Amory, Amory Prime, <laughs> why don't you take Prime. it away? <laughs> nice. This why happens you... every time. Yeah. Okay. The Snow Queen is here in her white, gooey glory. Regina and Henry aim to change up the story. Elsa and Kristoff search for the urn. Han seeks revenge since his ambitions were spurned. Emma hates Hook. At least that's how it seems. She's trying to protect him, but she's being so mean. Marion's a freeze pop. Robin's in grief <laughs> mode. The ice wall still stands in this week's Rocky Road. Rocky Road. And I really read urn as rum in my head. Did you? I, it sounded like you stopped on that word. That's because I thought it said rum and that didn't make sense. <laughs> Okay, so well, that's how this week's going to go. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, Patty's uh, in the chat telling me not to stress. I'm telling her I'm totally freaking out. It's cool. Okay, I guess I'm guess totally we sh- freaking out. I, gu- I guess we should start with our guest, Other Anne-Marie. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of this week's yes. episode? 
Well, I, it took me a little while to get into it, but about halfway through, I thought it started picking up. So by the end, I was really happy about it. Excellent. And yeah, it was definitely one of those that, uh, like, it seemed like it was going to be about the same quality as last week's for maybe the first 10 minutes. Then it kind of ramped up really Right. Quick. Yeah, I was really afraid of that. But they did. Mm-hmm. in the end, it was fine. Oh, yeah. I was actually, like, I was actually kind of losing the faith a little bit uh, before the episode aired last night. He was night. preaching bad I things. I was like, we're canceling greetings from Storybrooke today. Because I can't watch it. Yeah. No, I wasn't actually. But yeah, he was given until Christmas. I'm not going to lie to you. I no, but bad. I was also watching it with non-wancers, so mm. that made it even harder. Yeah. Oh yeah, you said that uh, you were you were with a was it friends or family, and they, they were all like very down on the show, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Except for one, but everybody else was. So it was mm. it made it even harder to to really get into it. Ah. Okay, uh, Amory Prime. What did you think of the episode? Um. Overall, there were good elements. There were bad elements. I feel Mm -hmm. a lot better about it versus last week. Again, you know, love the frozen, but I think we had just enough of it Mm -hmm. this week to not make me want to put sharp things in my eyeballs. Um, so, but yeah, it was definitely an improvement on last week. I like how I chuckled when you mentioned putting sharp things, things in your eyeballs. That's fun. <laughs> you know, I, I wish we had the little, I, I know what are you the, looking for? the little thing that she There's sent us this tea. summer. Oh, it's upstairs. I think I thought it was down here. I, I was going to show it to the camera. Ah, darn. Okay. I guess we'll just get into our main discussion. I guess. It, well, we'll, we could we'll just be like, she sent time. us a really cool little thing this summer. Yeah. I think it's on the website somewhere. The Facebook, if you look, look for it, she sent us a nice little card with a, Red Riding Hood and the wolf and stuff on it. Okay, uh, let's see here. The Snow Queen and Emma's history is probably the best place to start tonight. Okay. Uh, so, and this is kind of like the last 10 minutes of the episode this comes up. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, does she have an actual name or is she just Snow Queen? She's Snow Queen. She's Snow Queen. Okay, but she, she's like, Emma! Yeah, and that was only nicknamed by Emma. What was that? That was only nicknamed by Emma so far. Yeah. We don't know what her official name is yet. Ah. We shall see. Wait, actually, they might. It might have slipped in there. The first scene at the ice cream shop, like her story. I don't think there name. was. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was just like, "Hey, nice lady at the ice cream shop." But uh, long story short, right there at the end, right at the end of the the big ice battle in the woods and everything, uh, we find out that wait, Snow Queen knows Emma, and Emma doesn't quite know her, although she's kind of has a she hint. Feels very familiar. Yeah. Now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, right in the wake of the episode, right after we were done with the episode, we, me and Anne-Marie were talking about it. And uh, we, we were uh, thinking it was likely um, mm-hmm. it, it was likely that the Snow Queen was Emma's step – or uh, not step, but foster mother. Mm-hmm. For, uh, you okay? Patty said, ironically, this week actually made me wish I could put sharp things in my eyeballs. Ooh, rough. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> But but uh, yeah, that that's a uh, the prevailing theory in my head, and uh, I, I think actually a lot of the feedback too. That was kind of the prevailing theory. A couple of things I wanted to note about that uh, when in that first scene with Robin Hood and Marion in the ice cream shop, she mentions that happy families warm her heart, which I I thought was I I, I couldn't quite build the complete connection but it seemed like that might have something to do with it or might that might be a clue mm-hmm. as to you know what their relationship might have been maybe uh since she's cold she came in and broke up like a happy foster situation for emma maybe could have been because it definitely was like you don't want emma to remember you mm-hmm. yeah i can't remember what was it a but good that would, that- i mean that's in in emma's past wouldn't emma be a bit more knowing about that then yeah well that that's another thing is that it 
apparently if the Snow Queen knows Emma, then she probably was around in the real world. Mm-hmm. What are you smiling at the camera? I'm smiling at the camera. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> she was probably around in um, the real unless world. Unless it was the, curse. the first family that she's with. Unless it was the first family that she's with. Didn't she say that she was with the family for about three years and then they had their own kids and they gave her back? Something like that. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that. But yeah, that would still take place uh, within the context of the curse time. Uh, and, you know, supposedly there wasn't any magic yeah. in this world then. But then again, we do know that there is a character that we saw a couple seasons ago called the Dragon. He needs to come back. Uh, but but basically. Uh, yes. You know, a, ma- a ma- mystical, magical being that Tamara killed uh, back, nah. I think, towards the end of season two, maybe. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe the Snow Queen has some sort of connection to the dragon, or maybe somehow Rumple sent a couple of magical beings along with the curse with magic. But I don't know. It doesn't quite make sense. Uh, it, it, other Emery, uh, what do you think about uh, a possible connection to the dragon? Or w- why would Rumple send the Snow Queen? to the real world, and what do you think her goal might be? That was really loaded. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we're with the dragon. I'd, like, I'd love to see him back, but I think mm-hmm. right now that storyline is done with. Yeah. Um, I, I actually didn't even think about her being the foster mom. I was thinking, did Emma meet her while she and Hook were in Enchanted Forest? But there was not really a lot of time to do that. I wouldn't Hook then know her. Right. Yeah. And then one of the other ones that I really don't like is actually, did she come in and is there like a future jumping at one point? And mm-hmm. I really don't want that. But is that a possibility? Knowing the time travel and everything that's already gone all on. That. Yeah. It's a possibility, but I wouldn't like if they do that. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it seems almost like adding a, another time traveler into the mix might make it a little too complicated, especially since so, yeah, some wasn't people... wasn't supposed had, to be any time travel. Well, it's like <laughs> I, I was really pumped about the time travel episode and everything, but some people don't didn't want that in the show at all. Yeah. You know? do, do you have any uh, thoughts or insight, Anne-Marie? I think she was the foster family. Mm. That's It's something related with the foster system. She Maybe she worked at the mm-hmm. children's home. <laughs> As they are now called. Um, In, any idea what her task here might have been or what her goal might be now? I That whole thing has me completely confuddled. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I Her and Rumpel seemed really weird at the end, too. Like, I don't know how much help they were to each other or want to be to each other. Mm-hmm. How strong are her snow powers? Because they look really, really strong. <laughs> So what did she need from him? Mm-hmm. Or did he need from her? Well, did, did he maybe lock her up in that urn? Because when Hans opened mm-hmm. the urn, she came flowing out. And, right. and Christoph was kind of like, you know, didn't you check if there was somebody in there before? Laughing about it. So she was captured at one point, like Elsa was captured. So right. I'm kind of wondering if maybe Rumpel... Actually, I, I, I have a theory right, on who, who might have... But it's down later in the notes. Uh, so maybe... Okay. Uh, Emery Prime, oh, why don't we go ahead and move on to your point? Nave! Nave! Hashtag Yay! save the Nave for all of eternity! Yes, the Yay! one good character from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is back. Yay! And not enough time, time for him. There was not enough time, so basically all I really have is welcome back, sir. Glad to mm-hmm. have you. Um, we got a bloody lines. hell. We did get a bloody hell. Oh, we um, did. <laughs> timelines, timelines. My issue that I've always had with Wonderland. Yeah, you're a little confused about uh, 
why he's there, right? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what's going on because he doesn't seem yeah. like broken-hearted Nave. We've mm-hmm. seen that guy. So yeah, he looked like more like pre-Wonderland Nave, and that's impossible because Wonderland started in season two, the very beginning of season two. Of once. Yeah, and I mean, he, I only, he only came back to Storybrooke one time during that series. Or did did he even come back? Or was that... No, that was Wait. Alice and Cyrus who came back to Storybrooke. Yeah, he never came back. So. Once he once the White Rabbit took, Rabbim, Rabbit oh. <laughs> took him out of there. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sorry. What's Hope, that? Hope reading things. Um, no. Um, okay. Does he really even care about helping them? At all with the ice and the ice cream thing. Oh, I think so. I mean, he's he's altruistic. I mean, he's very self-serving. Right. But, but like, it was very self-serving. He used it to his advantage. But mm-hmm. I think he actually cared a little bit because we learned he's, he's, you know, he does have a heart. Mm-hmm. He's not just a thief. I, I also, one thing Ooh. I noticed, and, they, and then other Emery will <laughs> let you talk. Sorry we keep it jumping over you. Uh, but uh, what what was even? Oh yeah, when when they catch him in the tent, mm-hmm. uh, there there was a, a mention that he had heard about what happened to Marion, and he was there checking out and stuff. Like, I wonder if maybe somehow he found out Robin was back in Storybrooke, and maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe he wants to make amends. To how's he going to make amends? He's robbing the guy. Maybe maybe he wasn't robbing the guy. Maybe well, and didn't he say? Didn't he say that he left Robin kind of on bad terms anyway? Yeah, and it, I think they showed that. Did they show that in Wonderland or Once Proper last year? I haven't said Once Proper in a while. No, that feels you weird. haven't. Um, By the way, I'm also uh, putting this episode out under the Wonderland feed that we had last year for the Wonderland podcast. <laughs> to get those few people that might be on it. Yeah. Um, what did you just ask me? Oh, what did I just ask you? This is a great podcast. <laughs> There's so many people talking. I don't know what's going on, but there is another team, Anne-Marie. Hi, mm-hmm. Noel. Thanks. <laughs> I, I they f- said only true love's kiss or an action can unfreeze a person. They said it in the episode. Mm-hmm. See, I like this live time correcting us thing. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, I completely forget what I was going to ask you. So why don't we uh, go ahead Ice and move Queen on? Ice Queen can unfreeze him. Good character, our glorious white king of Wonderland. Other oh, Anne Marie, I have not read your novel yet. Other Anne Marie, uh, you have a point here. Go ahead. Yes, go. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I was totally stumped by why Gold was helping while Bell has the real dagger. So mm-hmm. that was when um, uh, Hook came in and and asking and said, "Oh, I'm going to tell." And I'm like, okay, but Bell has the real no. dagger, well, so I th- I think, you I have think... got no foot to stand on. I'm trying um, to remember the exact but, thing that, that put it out there, but I'm pretty sure that's the fake dagger. Yeah, like, I think where we thought he switched, he didn't because mm-hmm. I However, would, okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but this was my issue. So we see him use it to get Yen Sid's head. Right. And like hat up. And so it's like, okay, so it's possible that he then put it back with Bell. However, and I don't know if you addressed it later in the notes, so sorry, but when you see the um, deleted scene that was mm-hmm. broadcasted today, mm-hmm. that would then explain again because there it's clear that Bell has the real dagger. I disagree. Well, so yeah, I'm so- really confused. 
I, how I things disagree. are going now? Like we have it or is it with Bell? Yeah. See that deleted scene. And I, I definitely, it'll be in the show notes at greetings from storybrook.com. Uh, maybe uh, if Anne-Marie wants to throw that link oh. in the chat, uh, <laughs> but if you look in there, yes, uh, he asked for the dagger, but he's not really asking to use it for its magical properties. He's asking to use it just to pick up the, as a scoop, as a functional thing. Yeah, like, that's I, true. I can't remember the exact moment in the, Actually, I know exactly what the moment was. Am I sharing the deleted scene in the chat? Sorry. Was that what I was doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Share the deleted scene in the chat. Uh, but whatchamacallit, uh, the, the thing that proved it was when she commanded him to tell the truth with the dagger, he said he didn't know anything about Elsa or her sister. And we saw him in the last episode in flashback, or no, two episodes back in flashback, looking at Anna as she was traveling to fairy tale land. Mm-hmm. So, it, so obviously he knows at least about Anna. And I mean, yeah. they even mention Anna in that scene. But it, like, yeah, okay, but that was back in the in fairy tale land, mm-hmm. and so he might not know right now where she is. Oh, you, I, you were breaking up there a little bit. Other you were doing you. the robot while you were talking. We may have lost you. Hello, we might yeah, have. Yeah, oh. so you. Okay, um, he, he might not. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Right it's a, now. it's, it's pretty rough. Uh, other Marie, you, you want to try and uh, disconnect and uh, reconnect okay. real quick? Because it's like, uh, sorry, it's just so bad. We ha- actually have a voicemail we can play while you do that. Okay, I hope she heard me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but uh, w- one thing actually before we get into because uh, we're gonna play a voicemail in the middle, which is weird, right? Yeah, uh, but it was very informative. Uh, but uh, Bell is really like super Stockholm syndrome now. Oh, well, there went my point for later. Oh, you have that? I have, the... Well, not that specific statement, mm-hmm. but you can talk about it now. Oh, no, it was just like she she just she wasn't doing anything in the episode. Like she barely said a word and she kind of was like kind of like down and like she never like... smiled. The mm-hmm. dude goes and my new wife and she goes eh. like there's yeah. not even a smile. She's never happy. There's no emotion mm-hmm. or anything in her voice. I don't know what's up with her because yeah. last episode she was very vibrant and full of life. Mm hmm. Yeah, it, it, at first I was like, well, are they just not giving her much to work with this episode? Is the actress getting tired of not having much to do? She really but, could be. But then I thought it was so pronounced that it might be a plot point down the road. Like yeah. maybe maybe something happened and he's partially controlling her now too. Or maybe he has some sort of like mm. black magic going, going on with her. Uh, but uh, speaking of black magic, I wanted to play this uh, voicemail. I like that. That was good. Thank you. Uh, but I wanted to play this voicemail from Michael Lucero, who always writes in or Michael. sends in a voicemail or whatever. But it had some interesting stuff that I went and did a little research on. But we'll go ahead and uh, play this. Also, I would just like to note that this is like if I was writing a outline or a template for a voicemail for our podcast, it would probably be this one. He hits every point he needs to. You'll see what I mean. One okay. sec. Hey, Bill and Marie. This is Michael uh, Lucero. I really love this episode. Uh, I, I found the Snow Queen really fascinating. Uh, she seems to be uh, kind of a bit bigger of a player than I kind of expected her to be. Uh, apparently, almost though not quite on the level of Rumpel himself. And of course, Rumpel knows her and uh, has an idea what her plan is. Very cool. No pun intended. Um, 
the writing isn't perfect. I'm not really digging uh, Captain Swan at all. Hashtag Team Anne-Marie. Uh, but I did find the storyline uh, the most interesting the, the show has been for ages. I, I almost gave up on once after last season, as you all know. But I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Uh, by the way, in case you were wondering, uh, the letters that have been used this whole season for uh, the Frozen storyline are called runes, uh, which are an actual writing system that were used by the Old Norse people. The writing on the urn is uh, specifically called Fudvark, uh, which is a word that Elsa actually spoke in the flashback. Uh, just FYI. Um, love the episode, like I said, and uh, you'll, happy, you'll be happy to know that I ran uh, across my house uh, to my phone on cardboard floors, wearing <laughs> socks, socks. Uh, only to realize that I already had my cell phone in my pocket. So uh, <laughs> can't wait to hear the podcast. Y'all take care. Bye. Thank you, Michael. And Thank yeah, like, you. like I said, that was like the textbook example of what we love in voicemails. 424-274-2352 if you ever want to leave one. Look at I that. You finally memorized it. It's only took <laughs> two years. But I, just Yay, couple, good job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to p- pull up a couple of things. I did just a little bit of research on this earlier today. This is the picture of the, the runes on the urn from the from the episode last night. I went ahead and lightened it up a little bit, pulled out some contrast so I could see what was going on there. And uh, then I found this, and this will be in our show notes. I found the rune site that had a good breakdown of them. And I, I did a little research, and it might be incomplete. It might be completely wrong, but I thought it was interesting. Um, the first letter there is uh, uh, it's, uh, Laguz, uh, which is basically like the L in these runes. And it stands for water, emotion, fears, and female. So, you know, all all totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. Then the second letter uh, looked like an ISA or an I, and it stands for ice, block, stagnant, patience, and rest. And uh, three and four, I wasn't quite sure. They could have been the D, uh, which stands for day, Mm -hmm. and and it also represents light and dark. Uh, But then the the very interesting thing is in here, I'll pull it up again one second, and obviously you'll just... Go to the episode if you want to take a look at the uh, runes on the urn in more detail. Mm-hmm. But the thing I noticed about it is it's a mirror image of itself. So I'm thinking maybe the left side stands for Elsa and the right side stands for Snow, Snow Queen. Queen, maybe. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a mirror image and it, it basically mm-hmm. goes uh, like Water Woman, Ice, Day, then Day, Ice, Water Woman, something like that. Something along those lines. And like I said... I've never studied runes in the least. I have no idea what I'm doing. I Googled it. See, in saying runes, all I can think is Harry Potter in my house, and the, mm-hmm. or in my head, my head, my house. It's all the same, um, that they studied ancient runes. But, Potter I, geek, Potter geek. but yeah, we'll have links to all that stuff uh, over at the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com to check out. And before we get back into the main discussion, we're so glad that other Henry was able to get reconnected here. Uh, we wanted to go ahead and mention... That Yay! We, Yay! Uh, that, that, that was sick. That was sick. It's a problem. Okay, so yes, we would like to share this awesome, cool opportunity of greetings from Storybrooke t-shirts! T-shirts, yes. Order your t-shirt today. Yeah, we don't know if you noticed, uh, but we have new album art, a new logo and everything. You're, you're seeing the yellow version on the t-shirt here that we'll be switching to once the Frozen storyline's over, uh, but that's what we're putting on the t-shirt, and uh, Sebastian, uh, my friendship Sebastian, designed the logo for us, and uh, he did it out of the kindness of his heart. He volunteered to do it, and we wanted to help pay him back a little bit, and we also wanted t-shirts with our podcast on them. Yeah, we really Because did. it would be cool to wear 
while we're recording our podcast, right? Right. Especially and, seeing as how I'm wearing the Gotham hoodie right now. Yeah. That's not this podcast. Yeah. Nice hoodie, by the way. Hey, oh, the, we love them. They're soft and they're so nice soft. and beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it comes in three colors, green, red, and blue. And they're uh, a men's cut and a woman's cut. And they're $18 a piece. I, I know it's a little pricey, but, you know, T-shirts last forever. I have T-shirts that are 20 years old. That's sick, Yeah, by it, the way. it is completely and totally sick. But uh, one of the things that we were trying to do to kind of maybe motivate you guys to get some of these, because uh, we have two weeks from today, uh, I believe it's like wow, the, the 26th it. or something, uh, it ends, and we have to sell 30 of them if they're going to do the print run. Uh, so we thought we'd sweeten the pot a little bit, and if, if we can sell all 30 of them, we're going to do uh, two uh, drinking game-style commentaries one for Tallahassee, Tallahassee, the notorious Haterade episode, uh, the first episode we ever disliked. Uh, oh. Completely, completely hated. We're going to revisit Tallahassee, and we're going to let you guys vote on the second commentary we do. It, we have to sell all 30 shirts for that to happen, although uh, we're thinking if it, if it comes sold, close right? to What's that? You're trying to get them sold, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We thought people enjoyed us being a little belligerent. <laughs> Slightly belligerent. Slightly belligerent. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but if you want to check that out, it's at teespring.com slash storybrooken. Uh, the link will be in the show notes, too. Okay, now back to uh, what I was thinking in terms of uh, who put the Snow Queen in the urn. Okay. I it, it it well it comes back to what the Snow Queen strategy seems to be once she runs into Elsa in the old country, right? Mm-hmm. I she's she very much I I kind of think she's trying to dr- drive a wedge between Anna and Elsa. Yes. That uh, was pretty obvious. And the the that earlier scene, the flashback scene, the thing that kind of stuck out to me, I think that it was Elsa and Anna's mother who put the Snow Queen in the urn. Do you think she's so, really related? I do. Well, yeah. Do you really think that she's the the sister of their mother, or do you really, or do you think that she's still Anna's or Elsa's mother? Lied about that. <laughs> Interesting. Like, like I just, uh, I, th- I'm, I'm assuming because last uh, season with, with the Wicked Witch, I thought it was a fake out. I thought the whole See, relation thing that. was a fake out. So I, I, I've kind of just learned to trust that if they say someone's related, they probably are. And if they don't, they probably still are on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want her not to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like – we're going to be on opposite sides of the coin on this one. I don't think she's really related. Oh. I think she's just mm-hmm. evil. Oh, yeah. That's that's totally totally a fair position. I mean I even have several notes in my notebook here. Oh, your handy-dandy uh, notebook. Yeah, but uh, men- mentioning that, yeah, she, she might be lying. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of yeah. came, came to see that I think that uh, because uh, the Snow Queen had a bad relationship – if it's true with her sister slash their mother mm. that she's going to try and create the same sort of rivalry between Elsa and Anna, uh, first of all, by going to travel and trying to say and then having tricking Anna into putting Elsa into the urn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I that that's was my thought. And I, I definitely think that no matter what, because, c- you know, the Snow Queen mentions in this episode that. Anna put Elsa into the urn. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it's going to be a situation where Anna feels she has to do that to protect Elsa somehow. Yeah, it's like, probably. So you do think? So you do think that Anna put Elsa in the urn? I think it's a possibility. Well, a, like a lot of times with villains on this show, like they generally don't lie, but they'll tell the truth in a 
like a conniving or like a evil or manipulative way. Mm-hmm. So, or they won't tell the whole truth uh, to serve their own ends. So, I, 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 if I was a betting man, I would bet ten bucks that uh, it, it was the truth, but not the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> okay, uh, Amory, uh, you, you want to touch a little more on Bell here? Um, yeah, there's not really much more to say uh, mm-hmm. other than what we said. Hold on, let me pull up some stuff from the the chat though that sort of went with it. Uh, ba ba Patty was like, well, they were accusing her husband of trapping a woman in an urn. How exactly should she have reacted? And my theory is that's really not the worst thing he's done. Mm-hmm. She didn't react at all. Like there was no like, oh, my gosh, how could you accuse my husband? Or, <laughs> yeah, he's the dark one. He does that like move, gesture, there wasn't shake even your like, ponytail. There wasn't even like a cuddle. Like when he mentioned my wife. No, they're no. not even standing close to each other. No, they at all points, including the deleted scene, they're so very standoffish and mm-hmm. awkward. And I think it really may have a lot to do with this whole dagger situation because mm-hmm. she never wanted the dagger. Yeah. He was giving it as, you know, a sign of good faith or whatever, but there is no good faith because it's a lie. See, yeah, that definitely made me think that it, it, just because it was so extreme the and dagger I mean, is a lie. <laughs> but just, just because uh, Belle's reaction and everything was so extreme, it, it makes me wonder if it is a plot point. And maybe if I know it's the big Beauty and the Beast joke and everything, the Stockholm Syndrome thing. Yeah. But maybe maybe they're going to play that angle. It would, which I think would be interesting. What do you, what do you think, other Anne-Marie? It's, it's just right now they're really weird, and I agree with Anne-Marie. It's just uh, they're newlyweds. They're, yes, I know they have, she has an issue with the dagger, but then she should bring it up with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if they do it off screen or on screen, but it address it and get over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, uh, Other Emery, you had a point here you wanted to bring up about uh, Emma and her control of her magic. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Other Emery, this well, is yeah, she, there we go. She's complaining about how... Oh, uh, I, I think I think you're going to have to drop off and reconnect. I'm sorry about that. Hold on. I'll get you a fresh link into that little chat window we have going on. And uh, <laughs> sorry, you can, you can try and rejoin in a second. Uh one second here. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and move on to my point and come back to hers. Oh, and I was going to say, let's jump on to mine. Okay, go ahead. My other one. That's fine. Dear Elizabeth Mitchell, do you have any range or emotion whatsoever? Don't throw mm. things at me. Yeah. I, I found her so boring. Oh, my gosh. We were talking about this in the lead up to the recording. And the thing is, like, over in our feedback sec- section, the response to Elizabeth Mitchell is pretty much across the board. She was fantastic. And they all probably watched Lost and mm. they're carrying over their happy feelings. I'm not yelling at y'all. <laughs> I understand. But I hated her. I, I I wanted to bring in a, a counterpoint here, though. All right, counterpoint. I, just, and I mean, I felt the same way. I definitely felt the same way. I felt, felt her performance was wooden. It, it just – there wasn't a whole character there, you know? Mm-hmm. That being said, I said the same exact thing about Elsa two episodes ago, and she really impressed me uh, in the, tonight's episode. Really? Yeah. And I, it was last night. Or, or yeah, last night's episode. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I really loved her in last night's episode. It, it, See, I never really had that big of a problem with Elsa. It kind of, it kind of felt think. like she had a. You did, I actually, did? yeah. Okay, uh, mm. but um, it, it seemed like she had relaxed into the role a little bit more and everything. So. Even though I, I definitely agree with you on Elizabeth Mitchell, like I, I could definitely see her kind of warming into the role a little more. Warming. 
warming into the role. Yes. Can we get rid of the collar thing that's on her costume? <laughs> yeah, that because is because that extreme. is really distracting. She's a great actress. I think the actor is more due to the character's cold, reserved personality. Ah, <laughs> uh, here comes the defenses, Michael. Um, <laughs> I knew it would be coming. Um, I don't know, and I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure she's a great actress. I I'm mm. not familiar with anything else she's ever done. Yeah. So. I'm sure it was intentional, but I found it extremely boring to watch. Yeah, I, I definitely I'm, – I'm sure a lot of our listeners came into the situation with warm fuzzies uh, for Elizabeth Mitchell. I, but we don't, we don't necessarily have that. So, so right. she, she still kind of has to win us over a little bit where most other people by default, oh, she's we awesome because she was great yes. in this previous role and everything. Right. See and hope I disagree. The Ice mm-hmm. Queen is poised, calm, and quiet to the point where she draws you in and I'm like, no – she didn't draw me and she actually repelled me. Mm. So there's that. Yeah, you, uh, And no, all, there hasn't been a quiet villain. You're right. But Speaking of a quiet villain, though, like, <laughs> did you notice how soft-spoken Rumpel was this episode? Like, like he was just like very – he was also very subdued. Yeah. What's with this episode? I don't know. Everyone was just like, bleh. I loved it, but it was weird. Yeah. It was absolutely weird. Absolutely loved it. I, we still don't have her back. Yeah, we still don't have her back. Uh oh good she had to i know and i don't want to talk about it without her right here i'll try and paste the link over to her again i totally agree with michael she is the ice queen okay (laughs) apparently i need to read ice queen because now bobby's he's jumping on that band everyone's leaning on you. everyone's leaning on me (laughs) jeez guys jeez i don't even have any chocolate (laughs) okay i i guess we should probably (laughs) go ahead and address uh the uh the uh Captain Swan, uh, the, the uh, Emma and Hook <sighs> stuff this episode. As somebody who advocated uh, for this ship for most of last year until it actually went down and happened and the kiss happened and everything. You hate it now, don't you? I, I, thought, I thought this was completely pointless. Like, I, I thought so bad. The, the entire, their entire plot line this episode, I, I just hate it. Like, it, it, it was it just like... It made sense, but I still didn't like it. Like, obviously, at the end of the episode, they kind of come to an agreement on things to move forward and hopefully this will change moving forward. But I just, I, I expected them to be happy for at least the first few episodes this season. And they're, they're just not. And also uh, something else that kind of upset me was that uh, Emma and, uh, Oh, what was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Good talk. So, sorry. You're distracting me a little bit. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. But what did you think about the MN hook? Nah. Nah. I mean, I enjoy it. I push the Emma button and she mm-hmm. usually answers. That, <laughs> that was, was funny. a great joke. That was hilarious. It was beautifully done. Also, what is he doing? Using a hook to press the button? Because I don't see him being a one-handed texter yet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it just... He hits it with his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> um... She was kind of mean to him too. Like she was extremely mean to him, and I can understand. Like she's trying to push him away to pull him closer, in a sense, because she's afraid of everyone dying, and she's mm-hmm. trying to protect him. This is not how you protect Captain Hook. Yes, he's Captain Hook. Like he's kind of been doing some stuff. He's mm-hmm. he knows what's up. He's a little bit stronger than any of the other people that you dated that died. Yeah, and the, and that's one of it. One of two big sort of uh, other Emory, are you back with us? I see a Canadian flag. Yes, I am. I'm sorry to keep dropping off. Oh no, it's That's fine. Okay. It happens. It happens. But uh, you had a good point about another kind, kind of a uh, kind of parallels with the confidence issue uh, Emma's having. You want to talk about uh, her her magic and your issues with it? 
Well, yeah, she keeps complaining about how she can't control it. She talks to Elsa about it and that they have similar things. And then here she comes in and sees the Snow Queen and goes, let's see if I can do this. Whoosh, there goes the Snow Queen. And then all the ice fells and whoosh, there Hook and David are being, you know, whisked off out of danger. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you had control issues with your magic? Excuse <laughs> me? I don't get it. Um yeah, that's something that I thought was really weird this episode is it, the other side of her kind of doubts about herself was was that whole savior aspect and, you know, the magic and everything. But it seemed like, you know, the more she doubted herself in this episode, the better she was with all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have a th- slight thoughts on that. I think it came out of emotion. Mm-hmm. Anytime she's really tried to use them when there wasn't something severe happening, they haven't worked. Yeah. She couldn't just dig into the ice wall because she wanted to dig into the ice wall. Mm-hmm. Something had to trigger her emotionally. So om- almost every single time that Emma's used her magic, something emotional has been happening in her. And in that case, it was her dad and her boyfriend. Yes. Uh, under Their some lives icicles. were right. Well, the icicles could have killed them. Well, yeah, I understand that, but it was definitely the, well, do you think your magic can go up to mine, up up against mine? And she's like, well, let's see. Bam. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I know that Hook and her dad were off on the other side under the icicles, but it just felt very, like, she didn't feel as emotional as she did at any of the other points. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. It, I you know I I think it could definitely be an issue, kind of kind of like an adrenaline thing too. Because I mean, even though it's magic, right. I, I'm and sure there's still some sort of biological component to it. So it could be kind of like that flight or fight reaction, and maybe that's why she threw them maybe maybe ten extra feet than she needed to. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, mm, actually, uh, if you want to, other Emery, we can keep going with your uh, point you have listed here under I. If you'd like. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I basically wrote down the entire town is against snow. It doesn't feel like David is next to her, although he was in the mayor's office, but she seems to be doing it all alone. Although she keeps saying, I'm fine. But it, I don't know. It is like there's this anti-snow campaign going on. <laughs> and... And I don't understand why. And so some things get resolved really quickly. Like Emma and David already know what happened at the ice cream shop and all that stuff. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. Snow is off to the side trying to figure things out. And the town is like mm-hmm. pitchforking it out uh, against her. Right. And I'm kind of like done with that now. Yeah, I, 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 re- I did love seeing them with the, having the pitchforks and torches moment, though. Cause they really had a lot of pitchforks and torches moments. When was the last time we saw that? When the there episode- was literal pitchforks and torches. Because they were chasing <laughs> yes. Red, right? It was Red and King George, mm-hmm. maybe? There's a lot of kings. I can't keep them straight. He wasn't nice. Well, you know, concerning the town people, they have seemed a little off this season, and I heard a kind of an interesting theory about that. Share with the group. Uh, yes, please. Well, you know all these curses and everything. They <laughs> affect memory, right? Yeah. Where do you store your memories? In your brain. Maybe they're getting brain damaged. Or maybe either maybe they're getting brain damaged from all the memory curses, or maybe the longer they stay in Storybrooke, on this curse, the more they lose their fairy tale selves and become more like, and they're slowly turning back into their Storybrooke selves. I want them to, but go they back were to in Storybrooke for twenty-eight years. On a different curse, though. Every curse is different, as Regina says. This yes, episode, every curse is very so. different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting theory, but it, I, I like what you were saying there about snow too, and I, I kind of came up with a 
a theory of my own for maybe Snow's plot line this season mm-hmm. uh, based on a couple of those things. Like, because you can definitely see her, she's getting frustrated with everything that's going on in her life. Mm-hmm. The, the, the being mayor isn't going very well. The, she didn't know she was mayor. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but the, yeah, but she was queen though, so being mayor queen. shouldn't be a big deal for her. For what? like two weeks. Yeah. She, she didn't <laughs> Until have much. the curse happened. <laughs> yeah. She was pregnant too. Uh, but uh, whatchamacallit. And then, you know, she's having issues with the baby and everything like that. I think what's going on right now is that that little black spot that she got on her heart when she had Regina kill her mom. I think that's going to grow throughout the course of this uh, half season, at least, if not the full season. And a, a combination of that black spot, increased power, is going to kind of build snow and take her in a very kind of dark direction. And maybe she might be a villain by the time we're done with this kind of storyline. What, what do you think, other Amory? We'll start with you. Snow is a villain? Nope. No, you don't think not so? Gonna not going to happen. I love it. I, nope. I don't think so. Um, yeah, the, the black spot never did get resolved, which is kind of odd because mm-hmm. it was a big plot point in, I think, was it season two, right before they went to Neverland? Yeah. And they kind of never did resolve that, so that it could be. But uh, right now I'm just waiting for her to burst even more so than she did last last mm-hmm. week. And just, you know, I don't know all of a sudden finds that she's got magic or something <laughs> crazy like that and you know something happens i don't know you know what i, I think is really going to make her take a villainous turn though is the fact that archie didn't help her with that stroller <gasps> that's what bobby just said he's like why didn't archie help snow with the i stroller? know he was just like let it go peace yeah <laughs> again he had to make the let it go no, why was the baby not in the car while mm-hmm. she dealt with the stroller. Because she won't put him down, which he's sort of, we don't have this anywhere. So I'm going to just go off on a tang- a mommy mm-hmm. tangent. She didn't want to put that baby down because she put Emma down and she lost her. It, the first time she put Emma down, she mm-hmm. lost her. So she's not putting that baby down for nothing. Yeah. And he basically says, you have to put the baby down. Mm-hmm. And in my notes, I wrote, Snow needs a mom's night out. <laughs> so apparently we're going to go back to season one where, yeah. where they go to the white out. rabbit. Yeah. The, it was what her and yeah. Cinderella. Well, she didn't even let David hold the baby. No. Mm. Again, because she gave the baby to David. Oh, oh, actually, we can do this two things. First of all, she gave Emma to David. Oops, there goes Emma to a foreign land for 28 years. Mm-hmm. The second she had this baby, the Wicked Witch took it from her. Yeah. And they had to fight to get the baby back. Sorry, Mama yeah. Bear Mode, I'm not putting that baby down for anything. I may have put the baby in the car seat and set it next to me while I tried to close the ridiculous stroller because they're all the same. <laughs> they're evil. But there's that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, sorry, mom. Tangent. <laughs> uh, and, uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Like I, I I think that would be an interesting take. I think it would make a lot of people angry, but in a good way, in yes. a kind of like, in a challenging way. It would give emotion. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, now, as far as emotions are concerned, one of the big emotions on this show is true love, and there there was a true love's kiss misfire in this episode. Oh. Emery wanted to talk about that was not true love. Exactly. But 
And it was brought up in there. I don't really know. Is this my point or whose point are we? It's on? your point. Okay, I was just double yeah. checking. Was it really the ice blocking it? Because we did mm-hmm. talk about Frederick and the gold and people going, "Who? The what? Don't worry about it." See, I read that as Charming knowing exactly what was going on and trying to help cover for him. Ah, oh. that's because he was he it, he just like jumped in there real quick. Oh, I saw that with Frederick. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, that was not quite Zen Charming. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I don't believe it was True Love's kiss. He basically says once mm-hmm. everybody's out of the room, because who leaves the frozen lady? The yeah. whole town just up and left the frozen lady. Well, I, th- I think that's why Robin, part of the reason Robin Hood just kind of had like this look on his face the whole episode, like, <laughs> uh, because he, he was just, he was just wrecked because he knew, he, he knew, and everyone's laughing. That's fine. Finish your laughing. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if nothing else, go to YouTube and check out the face I just made to the camera. It was good. It was uh, amazing. No, no, but I, I think he was just no, no, like. No, 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 but I actually agree with, with Anne-Marie. Oh, uh, other Anne-Marie, you're breaking up I real bad again. I actually agree with Anne-Marie. There, there was really true love, and I know that mm. because Robin <laughs> Oh, 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 did we lose her? I think we might have. Uh, yeah, here, I'll, I'll try and get that link Nope, back. I'm here. I'm oh, here. oh, hey, hey. Okay, there we go. Okay. Um, the moment that Robin kissed her, I, I looked at it and went, his love is divided. Like, yeah. he loves Marion, but he also loves Regina. And because he loves both, it can't mm-hmm. be true love's kiss for Marion. Well, I, uh-huh. my, my thinking is he still loves Marion because he's loved Marion and remembered Marion fondly for years and years and years. But I mean, or, you know, as, as long as she's been dead, but you know, as time moves on and you, and you march on from something like that and you mm-hmm. kind of put it behind you, mm-hmm. if it falls back in your lap, you're either going to get really excited immediately and jump right into the relationship and be all for it and be so happy about it. Or you're going to hem and haw and have that face that I just did to the Do camera. It Do it again. Like that. <laughs> um, um. But, but, you know, you're going to have – you're just going to be, like, torn up about it, especially if you have someone new. Right. To, and and we, we see where he went. And so I, I think that he, he, he loves the memory of her, but the reality of her being there, he, he's a different person now. Exactly. You know? He's lived in multiple lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But then again, that, that old world Dude. sense of honor and yes, everything. Hope. Pause. Marion is to Robin as Daniel is to Regina. First love does not always equal true love. I buy that completely. Very true. One hundred percent. I will. I will plus one that hope. <laughs> okay, and uh, to to wrap it up here, uh, other Anne Marie, you had a point about the frozen heart you wanted to make, right? Yes, um, I reread the Snow Queen, or actually read it for the first time. I should say oh. um, it actually is seven like seven little stories and the story mm-hmm. itself is quite long and the snow queen doesn't really enter into it very pr- uh, prominently, but for the frozen heart is. So it's, it's kind of like um, the girl Gerda looking for the brother Kay. And in the end, it all has to do with as soon as the heart is frozen, you can't change it, which is what the movie frozen was about. Mm-hmm. And when Regina pulled out the heart and said, Oh, the heart is not frozen yet. Oh, you're breaking up pretty bad. We're breaking up. We're okay. (laughs) So can we save Marion? I don't know. 
I don't know either. I'm sorry. You're breaking it Yeah, up. it's it's gotten pretty bad. Like it, It's kind of like it, it skips like 20 seconds between words or something like right. that. Um, Want me to drop off? Um, you, you know what? Uh, why, why don't we just go ahead and finish up here real quick? Try, just try and hang in there. I'll throw the arbitrary scale to you in a minute. And uh, then, then you can just go ahead and drop right. off and we'll do the letters and stuff. Okay, uh, but let's see here. Okay, so... Arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale. While you're thinking of that, I would just like to point out that other Emory put that mongoose eat cobras. They do. They do. So that's a fun fact. Super fun fact. Super Sorry, fun fact. I just like that because now we have Operation Mongoose. Okay. Um, Not as fun to say as Operation Cobra. <laughs> okay, out of 1,322 shards of frozen marion, <gasps> how many shards of frozen marion would you give this episode, Anne Marie? What was the number? 1,322. Oh, God. Hold on. Go to the other Anne Marie. Okay, other Henry first. Out of 1,322 uh, frozen shards of Marion, how many Horrible. frozen shards of Marion would you give this episode? 1,057.6. Why? Because that's 80%. <laughs> I love that you did the math on that. Yes, I'm, I was prepared. Um, it was a lot better than last week. Mm-hmm. It's moving forward. It wasn't a wow episode like the first one, but we're moving forward and I'm happy about it. Excellent. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Amory prime, um, Amory alpha, uh, out of 1,322, uh, icy Marion shards. I'll phrase it differently this time. That's horrendous. What, what That's do you still give horrendous. it? Um, 1200, 1200 and an eyeball. Ah! Why? Um, <laughs> frozen eyeball. Just because I wanted like a marble. It. It's like a marble. <laughs> um, it was a lot better of an episode. I think. Mm-hmm. I hope we're not going to do one of this whole every other thing like we did with Wonderland last year. Oh yeah, because again, sharp things in my eyeballs. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was good. I liked mm-hmm. that there was there was different elements. There were things that did or should invoke um, emotion, but they weren't showing the emotion. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Patty, only four hundred frozen shards of Marion, and it was entirely for the knave. That's Oh. That, that's very yeah, low. Hope, however, low. is giving an 85% and just mad that we're making her do math. <laughs> this is what you get from writers. You should be Hope. Oh, uh, and, uh, and shards. Maybe she's <laughs> Michael Lucera. If Marion breaks into shards, maybe she and Sydney will have some bonding to do. Side note, where's Sydney? In the mirror. Have you killed? So sad. Okay, let's see. I guess, I guess I'll go ahead. Yeah, what's oh, yours? Mine is uh, I'm going to give it 1102. Shards, frozen shards of Marion. Frozen shards of Marion. That would you could you know put in a cup and then make a nice Marion smoothie. I was gonna say a Marion margarita Gross. or something, but I <laughs> but I, I liked it. I love the back on. <laughs> I liked it a lot better than the past two weeks. Like uh, yeah. I, I there were definitely big chunks of the past two weeks that I really enjoyed. But uh, as I said earlier in the episode, I was a little worried mm-hmm. uh, uh, moving forward that I, like it, it was losing me. But th- this felt like classic ones. Mm-hmm. I do I do think it's a shame that they're taking what seems to be some of the most important scenes out of every episode. Yes, the deleted to, scenes are better than half the episode. To, to fill it with fluff or whatever. Like they could have cut Agree. 
They could have what, <laughs> cut one scene out of the whole Emma Hook plot line. Any and, one of them. And had that other scene, which was way more important. The one back in the It actually barn. told you something. Yeah. It explained part of what happened in mm-hmm. this episode. <laughs> Petrina <laughs> says she gives it 750 shards of frozen marion, which is still pretty low. And Patty was yelling at her TV a lot. Excellent. Excellent. So it, where people were yelling at their TVs for football at that time, <laughs> you were yelling at once upon a time. <laughs> Love it. Okay, uh, other Amory, you can stay, you can go. Uh, you're coming. You're okay. Sometimes, sometimes you're not. But uh, you know, you don't have you don't have to feel like you want to stay or you need to stay. But we're gonna go ahead before we get onto the news. Uh, we are running long. We're like 54 minutes already. Are we really? Yeah. Because we started started way late. So mm-hmm. been, you're not but, Regina. Ah! Sorry. Okay, but before we move on to the news, we want to take a quick minute minute to admit, thank Audible for sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke. Now, if you don't know what Audible is, it's a service. You go there. You sign up for a subscription. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they give mm-hmm. you one credit a month to use on any audiobook you want to listen to. Any book you want. Now, with busy lives today and everything, you know, you're, you're working, you're driving, this, that, and the other. You can't sit there and read a book. You have to be doing stuff with your eyes. Man, I miss reading With books. your hands, stuff like that. And audiobooks are great for that. They're awesome for a commute. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, I drive at least two hours a day. Mm-hmm. Love listening to books. And, and so, sometimes, uh, you know, they're, they're even a time saver, too, because I always listen to audiobooks at 1.5 or 2 times speed. And so, you know, where it might take me 12 hours to sit down and read a book, if I put it on the audiobook, I can clear it in six. And so I can get more books in in a month. I don't know how you can, like, understand stuff mm-hmm. at twice speed. It, it takes practice, but you get used to it. Okay. Uh, now, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you guys, the listeners of Greetings from Storybrooke, with a free 30-day uh, trial, trial <laughs> to give you the opportunity to check out the service. We always like to recommend a couple of books. Uh, yes. Emery, what's your recommendation this Today week? Today I'm recommending The Snow Queen, an adventure in seven stories by Hans Christian Andersen, narrated yep. by B.J. Harrison. Never heard of it. Never heard of the Never Snow heard Queen. Of nope. It. Mm-hmm. What's no the clue. story of the Snow Queen? I don't really know, but I thought it would be some good background reading slash listening <laughs> oh, that well, I need to do. <laughs> well, it says here, here that Kay and Gerda – actually, you know what? We already got that plot summary, so why don't we move on to my pick, <laughs> which is a funny one this week yeah, as soon funny. as it redirects to Audible. Ice Cream Social, The Struggle for the Soul of Ben and Jerry's. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I didn't read soul in that. I just saw struggle yeah. in Ben and Jerry's. I was confused. <laughs> Ben and Jerry's are struggling. struggling. Uh, no, but it's a behind-the-scenes look at the uh, the empire of Ben and Jerry's and how they came to be. And uh, there's some sort of struggle involved or something. But it's ice cream, so it's related to the episode. So it works. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to – in uh, actually uh, – uh, oh no, she dropped off. Other nope. Amy dropped off. Yes, uh, she actually signed up a couple weeks ago using using the promo code, and she said it was super super easy, and she was mm-hmm. able to get in there and get her free audiobook real quick, real easy. Not a lot of time to sign up or anything. If you want to do that, uh, you can go to uh, audibletrial.com/storybrook to download your free audiobook. Again, that's audibletrial.com/storybrook, and we want to thank Audible for sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook. Thank you, Audible. And now, on to the news. News. Side note, because I'm just doing that, always thinks of it. Deb, 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 Deb is coming back. Yes, yes. She's been out of wherever. We don't, we're not, I guess, allowed to know these types of things, but we got a Twitter message from her that I believe it's now four days and counting till she's back in, you know, our airspace. Yeah, Deb <laughs> slash Snow Bunny, who we haven't talked to in a long time and w- w- was one of our most, fre- one of our most frequent, 
guest. Wink guest uh, last year on Wonderland. She's going to be back, so it, we'll have her on real soon. Okay, let's see here. The ratings uh, they down a little bit. Uh, 7.7 uh, 7 million, 2.6 share, down 16 and 21% respectively. Uh, but it was up against the season premiere of The Walking Dead, I believe. So, uh, yeah, that that's going to probably take some numbers and yeah. probably will until uh, – when's that wrap-up? January or something? Something like that. I think. Uh, but let's Isn't see here. is their last season? T- What's that? Isn't this their last season or no? I don't think so. Okay. I'm making things up. Sorry. I haven't. Okay. Now, we have a new promo for uh, next week, which is kind of dark and creepy. I uh, will go ahead and play it and uh, narrate it since we can't play Ooh, the yes. audio I on here. I love the narrations. Okay. Oh, they're going on a date. Yes. Precious. And Hook is uh, getting supposedly, his hand back. Yes, he's going to get his hand back for one magical night. Is that is Emma. it for one magical night? I would assume so because Rumple gave him his hand back, and I mean Rumple doesn't do things. Well, he did a trade of yeah. some sort. But now he's looking the darkest dark one I've ever seen him, and he's telling Anna that uh, she's going to have to kill him uh, to, to yeah fulfill her goals. And yeah, he he looks more evil there than I, he might have in ever. any episode ever. So I wonder, like, I've noticed in their flashbacks, he's having lots and lots of more, like, glittery age spots. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with his level of evil. It, it could have something. It could have something to do with age. It could have something to do with the makeup artist really enjoying their job that day. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to mention that you can find all these stories in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. We do have a Tumblr post here that I wanted to point out real quick. Uh, this is another one of those that kind of shows. Uh, you know, the shots from Frozen lined up with their Once Upon a Time counter- counterparts. And yeah, uh, there's the one where it- it's all in the fight in the cave with uh, Hans and mm-hmm. his brothers. Uh, but yeah, several shots that uh, the composition, the effects, everything look identical. Right. And I don't know uh, if this is a good or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think the references are kind of getting... Excessive? Little, yeah, a little excessive. Like when you're giving... When you're giving let it let it go lines to Hopper, I think you might have got, taken the, it a little too far. Cross the line. And uh, let's see here. One uh, last thing I wanted to point out here, real Score! quick, is uh, that uh, me and Anne Marie uh, went and saw Frozen on Ice this past week, and Anne Marie yes! wrote up a big uh, blog post review about it at her site uh, crunchycrafty.com. Uh, there's a lot of photographs, a lot of fun. I, I may it, have it was been a good time. Oh, the charmings were there. I mean, oh, that's <laughs> the picture Woody I wanted you too. to click on. Click on the charmings. The charmings. Here you are may the charmings. have seen us tweet this because I was really mm-hmm. excited. They were whoa, <laughs> hello cape. Um, but, but that was exciting. Here, here, real quick, twenty seconds. What were your impressions of Frozen on, on Ice overall? I loved Frozen on Ice. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job. I mean, they obviously had to rearrange a couple of different scenes and yeah. the such, but I think did they you did... feel like it was the whole story? Yes, mm-hmm. I felt it was very complete. And for something like that, I'm kind of surprised. Um, but no, yeah, I think I felt very whole and get the whole story. I do also think that their Kristoff looked a lot more mm-hmm. like Kristoff than the Once Upon a Time one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like, definitely. a lot. He looked a lot more like the cartoon because mm-hmm. I'm really not liking the one on Once Upon a Time. I'm sorry, Mr. Actor <laughs> Boy. Yeah, and I so, do... Uh, yeah. I, I, I personally, I, I have a much clearer sense of the Frozen story now, too. Yeah, it's about after, time. After seeing it, which is good. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the stagecraft was excellent, but I mean, it's Disney. Yeah. You expect oh that? Oh, my gosh, the costumes. Minus one scene. Which one? 
Let It Go. Oh gosh. They did almost nothing for Let It Go. They they Scroll basically go it, back. There's a pretty picture. Well, they can't see it anymore. Well, they can if you put it back uh, up. Here I <laughs> Sorry. You, sorry, you, I trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah, they had a bare stage for Let It Go and uh then it was just uh Elsa skating around uh singing the song and then they just bring out like the glass uh, this glass platform. And that that was the entire like spectacle and then of there it. There was there was the things that came down that made a snowflake, which we really couldn't see because we were a little too close. Mm-hmm. It was very simple. Yeah, like I was expecting because that's the big scene, one of the big scenes in the movie, right? And they with spectacle and growing. I was like, what are they going to have? Like a multi level ice skating rink or see, something? That been cool. And like okay, that been cool. all this stuff going on. And no, they just like they dragged out a platform, and that was about it. But uh, we definitely enjoyed enjoyed uh, it overall, and you can take a look at Amory's blog post over at greetingsfromstorybrook.com by uh, checking out the show notes for episode ninety five. I can't believe uh, we're on episode ninety five. By the way, I know, right? That's kind of okay, insane. We're gonna wrap up here with some feedback, real okay. quick. Uh, as always, uh, when you're done watching the episode, I I want you to uh, grab two chainsaws, start them up. And I, then I want you to hold them over your head, wave them around wildly, jump out your window, crawl in your bedroom or your bedroom window, and then sit down at your computer and email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at gfstorybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, now, let's see here. Uh, someone who's been in our chat room tonight, uh, we're going to start off with who didn't have have a very favorable view of the episode overall. She's the one who gave it the low score. Take it away, Patty. Hey, Bill. Hey, Anne-Marie. I just finished the episode, and my only thoughts are, did everyone just turn completely stupid? I'm sorry, were they smoking marijuana, co- doing some cocaine on the side? At first, I thought, clearly oh, on. Only- At first I thought she was going to say, are they, are they smoking marijuana cookies? That's that would hilarious. smell delicious person who was actually had on common sense was the knave. Everybody else had their stupid hats on. Because clearly in the beginning you have no excuse to why you didn't try to love kids kids. You see it work time and time again and the first thing you don't do was try to love kids until Regina get there. Clearly the writers were up to something but and they failed miserably because it made no sense. And then you have Rumpo and not magicking the little dagger. You know, the dagger which can summon you. Why didn't you just magic it so it will summon you so that way you could clearly avoid a confrontation, which is going to happen. So there's a two annoying things. There's a whole entire list more, but I, it, I'll go up way too much of your time. I can't wait to hear your own thoughts on this. All right, bye. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Patty. And I, since we're running uh, late tonight, uh, well, I'll go ahead and go right into Wu's uh, voicemail right here. I thought this episode was really solid. Rocky Road, solid. Ice, solid. Okay, I went too far. The dialogue was really good in past and in present time. I loved Regina and Henry's interaction. And I love that Henry didn't get angry over his mother's plans. He really does want everyone to get a happy ending, even the villains. I loved Killing and Gold's interaction. Loved that they referenced that they've had a past, because we've kind of forgotten that over the last two seasons. I loved the interaction between the Ice Queen and Gold. Kind of remind me of old school Gold and 
Mayor Mills from season one in terms of you don't know really where either one of them stand and you don't know if the Ice Queen is a force for good or a force for evil. Probably the funniest thing in the episode though was Regina's reaction to the bird painting in the mayor's office. I thought that was hilarious. I give this episode six earns out of six. Talk to you guys later. Meeks, AMG. Love you guys both. Bye-bye. Thank you very Thank much. You, we love you too. <gasps> that bird picture, I completely forgot about it. That, that was, was a good joke. Was we, you know what? We didn't even mention the Dairy Queen joke. Oh, that was amazing. That was Dairy absolutely Queen amazing. Joke. Okay, uh, now, okay. Uh, you know, when we have too many letters, uh, most of the time we'll go ahead and put up a post over at greetingsfromstorybrook.com, which we did this week. Yes. And uh, we just wanted to run down through little, little thoughts everyone had, but you can go over there to read the full letters uh, whenever you'd like. Okay, uh, first up, uh, Alina and many people said they agreed that the Snow Queen was likely Emma's foster mom. So does Emma have trust issues with ice cream now? Apparently. Elle said she thought that the crow messenger might have brought a return message to Henry after he contacted Regina by crow. Shame they don't have a telephone. Oh wait, stupid, stupid Henry. Stupid Henry. Aaron said the whole Emma dating her ex's mom's ex thing didn't bother her that much it's been like maybe 300 years uh what's the half-life on dating your almost stepfather-in-law oh chris tipton said he loved hook and the cell phone roland being all grown up okay he's like six and elizabeth mitchell we love his new feedback format check it out on the site and everybody loves seeing the knave as, as it, it should, should be, be. okay uh amory you want to go ahead and read this sure. first one from jen uh who we haven't heard from in about a year well, oh, interesting. Well. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. It's been a while. One year, Bill. Oh, that was from you. Yeah, I put that in. Got there. you. Uh, since I wrote in, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm so happy that Once is back. We are a few episodes in, and I'm kind of loving the Frozen storyline and the mystery behind it thus far. I missed you this summer. I usually listen during my walk, subway ride to work. Good time. <laughs> um, a couple of times this summer, I missed having entertainment so much that I would listen to an episode commentary for lack of other options. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but as you, you always do warned, that. right, if you are running to a subway train and not actively watching the episode there weren't that easy to follow along nope. long pauses all i'm going to say <laughs> um, but i love hearing your voices regardless a few thoughts i like this episode way better than last week it kept my attention and moved the overall story along and finally the name bloody hell michael socha is fun to watch and easy on the eyes wink although i don't really understand what he is doing in storybrook <laughs> did he get pulled in with the last curse since he was part of the original curse and is the merry man wait is a merry man and we just didn't notice him until now no um why is he now a terrible person again i mean outright admitting you were stealing stuff during the blackout makes you kind of not very nice we need more of his story asap scrolling 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 <laughs> elizabeth mitchell Dairy Queen is amazing. She is just one of those actresses that I love to watch, and she is beautiful. Her dress was gorgeous. See, this is where we're going to have to agree to disagree, this entire, <laughs> this entire thing. Um, her scenes in the past with Elsa were great. It's easy to see why Elsa trusts her initially. Uh, her relief in finding another person with powers is palpable. Could she be behind Elsa's powers in the first pr place, like the person who originally cursed her mm. to get back at Elsa and Anna's mama? Um, and yeah, that, that, that was my thinking too. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and, and what was the way she recognized Elma? Emma, not Elma. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Elmo. Elmo. <laughs> 
name? Um, she definitely said her name in a very personal way, almost as if they were close. So did she take care of Emma when she was a child? Those storylines do not feel like they should cross at all. Very interesting twist that mm-hmm. I did not see coming. Okay. That's enough for now. I can't wait to hear your podcast this week. I give this episode 14 out of 18 frozen solid damsels in distress. Thanks, Jen from New York. Hashtag Team Anne-Marie. No, no love for the Team Bill Meeks. Nope. That's a shame. Nope. This is Team Anne-Marie Day. Okay. Uh, this next one's from Ash. I had to cut it down a little bit for time, Ash. But uh, hey, Anne-Marie and Bill. Oh, before uh, she wrote in last week, too. And I, I think I messed up a joke or something. Oh, before I forget, Bill, the charming locks bit. Last week was my attempted at a joke. Uh, writing them are way harder than saying them, that's for sure. Uh, just <laughs> saying, ahem, and now, oh, sorry, ahem, and now to the subject at hand. Loved how Emma got her confidence, and Kristoff and, and I loved Kristoff uh, and Elsa's adventure. Hans's 12 brothers kept making me think of the 12 dancing princesses fairy tale. <laughs> Uh, just saying. Uh, Marion getting frozen, uh, not cool. I, I loved how they had mirrors all over the ice cream shop. A nice nod to the original Snow Queen fairy tale. Uh, speaking of the Dairy Queen, I really loved her white outfit and the magical lighting in the scene with Shady Rumple. Hashtag Shady Rumple. Nice. Uh, giving this episode six and a half urns oh, out of ten. You skipped a paragraph. Oh, sorry. Uh, Will slash the knave just made the episode 50% better for me. I hope they explain how and why he's there. Hmm. Wonder if the Percy, Percy, the white rabbit is around somewhere. Hmm. Wonder if we're going to get us hashtag save Anna this season, giving this episode six and a half urns out of 10, by the way, love the runes on the urns. So cool. Cheers and hugs. Ash. Thank you, Ash. Hey, more people pointing out the runes. I feel like I need to go study. Mm-hmm. All right. This one's from Elizabeth. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. So I don't have time Wait, I don't have time. Get on email. But let me write a quick message. In the case of Robin Hood, yay, he loves Regina, not Marion. I'm so happy. And I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that the Snow Queen is an old foster parent of Emma or sibling or something. I think that they are related through the foster system somehow. I could say more this week, but I won't. I give this episode 253 ice cream cones out of 300. And I just saw Hope point out in the chat room that they've said that we're not getting the knave, what happened with the knave until the second half of the season. And that's why I continue to say hashtag save the knave. Which is a shame. It really is. uh, Like we say, like we said, if you want to go ahead and uh, grab your chainsaws, jump out your window, climb in your other window, get to your phone, computer or uh, carrier crow and email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. The Twitter is at GF Storybrook. Mm -hmm. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. I also want to definitely apologize. We had a a little technical, some technical issues up ahead. And I think I kind of made the episode, gave the episode kind of like a manic feel. It's felt a little like, yeah, but uh, (laughs) you know, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go ahead and uh, capture my setup and we shouldn't ever have that problem again. But Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone or at CCHC blog. Mm -hmm. And as we showed you earlier, I blog over at crunchycrafty.com, foodstuffs, crafts, etc. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow me on Google Plus at google.com slash plus Bill Meeks, which is where we uh, do these hangouts if you want to come in and join in the chat and get notifications. Good to follow me there. And I also started a new podcast a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's yeah. a short-form interview podcast called Hey You What's Up. It's at heyyouwhatsup.com. And tomorrow, uh, Rebecca Johnson, uh, you guys might know as uh, the former host of 
the Operation Cobra podcast, uh, she she uh, talks to me about her trip to go see the season finale of SNL back in the spring. So cool. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, no more technical issues next week. No, we got this. We got it. We're taking okay. screenshots. Well, I guess then until next week. Greetings, greetings from, from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.